dear Tyler, good morning. How are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. I hope you've had a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend. And I really hope that this Monday morning um, meets you in a good condition or starts with a, with a smile for you. Um, it's the last day of the month, 31st of January. Um, an eventful month it has been, right? grateful to God for you know just helping us see the end of the month and it's actually moving pretty quickly um, if you take things into consideration right it's actually moving very very quickly because um, before you know it now February tomorrow and then before you know you move over to March the months are just flying by um, I do hope that each of the lessons we've learned, you know, from each of the episodes we've had each week, I hope that they've been able to help us, um, you know, put our year into perspective, help us to correct some certain things, certain notions that we have, or, you know, um, help us to be able to get the best out of the year, right? What would really benefit us, right, um, would be how we apply these things that we've learned right so let's apply them and then let's see how um, everything goes right now um, i know usually episodes come out every thursday right but then um, if you remember from last year um, i did open up for various um, you know discussions right and one of it is if you have a story to share Right, and you feel like it would be of benefit to the other Tylers that you could, you know, always reach out to me on um, via email, right? Dear Tyler at gmail.com. And so today it's a special edition, and I'm dedicating it to a new Tyler called Nicole. Nicole reached out to me, and she has a story to share um, with us, right? And it's, it's, the story is basically about, you know, how to, you know, um, how to have those difficult conversations. You know, most times we shy away from some of those tough things, you know, bottling up a whole lot of emotions. You know, we don't like confrontation. For me, I'm the kind of person that doesn't really like confrontation. I've built a system around me that helps me to forbear in quotes to forbear in quote but i've also come to realize that sometimes it's very important to have <clears throat> those um difficult conversations for whatever reason it may be maybe because we don't want to offend a person or we're not able to articulate our words correctly or however it is most times we do find ourselves avoiding these conversations right and so nicole reached out and wanted to share um her own story and how she was able to overcome that challenge right so i'll just read out her email um right so thank you dear tyler so this is nicole speaking right so just imagine it's nicole speaking thank you thank you for dear tyler um, as a new tyler i've listened to a number of your messages and i've loved them all it's a wealth of lessons, a mixture of humor, vulnerability, and vulnerability, quite an art. Well done, and keep doing what you do. 
right? So, um, this is me now. Thank you so much, Nicole. It means a lot. So, right, back to Nicole. From now, it's going to be Nicole. Uh, right, so I'm inspired to share one of my stories. Communicating should be easy, right? It's a very vital skill for anyone to maintain effective relationships. Yet I struggled with communicating my feelings for years, especially when it comes to expressing something that hurt me. My natural response to conflict is to avoid it. I actively tried to run away from toxic people, but they are everywhere. It was basically impossible to escape them. I found myself around people constantly trying to put me down and make me feel less. It was affecting my mental health, so I withdrew from people and went solo. I told myself, no close friends, no wahala. But to my dismay, I realized I could only shield myself for a moment. The toxic people in my office found ways to pick on me, even in my solitude. I even desperately started trying to change my office. I was really frustrated. I wanted a new space where I could draw boundaries and exude a no-nonsense aura. At some point, I took a pause and started reflecting because I traced that most of these, these continued for long. Due, most of this continued for long due to my inability to express and communicate my feelings. It is unavoidable. Both toxic and non-toxic people could hurt my feelings. Will I always fight? Of light, I needed to find a way to deal. I spoke to my cousin and she recommended two books to me. One, Difficult Conversations, How to Discuss What Matters Most by Douglas Stone, Bruce Payton, and Sheila Heen. Number two, Daring Greatly, How to How the Courage to Be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent and Lead. Breen Brown, that's by Breen Brown. Two things stood out for me from the first book, right? So the first book, Difficult Conversations, right? And, you know, since it's um, Nicole's story, there are books that I would definitely recommend we could get, right? Um, I would mention the names of the book after um, I'm done, right? So back to you, Nicole. So two things stood out for me from the first book. It doesn't, number one, it doesn't always make sense to discuss feelings. As the saying goes, sometimes you should let sleeping dogs lie. Unfortunately, a lack of skill in discussing your feelings may cause you to avoid not only sleeping dogs, but all dogs, including those that won't let you sleep. Number two, arguing creates a problem in difficult conversations difficult conversations it inhibits change telling people to change makes it less rather than likely that they will this is because people almost never change without first feeling miss uh, without first feeling understood right i started on learning and learning i had to accept that though i pride myself gifted in reading and studying people i needed to stop assumptions there, there are generally bad people. However, not everybody is deliberately out to hurt me. I also had to learn that people are not mind readers. If I do not let them know, they probably won't stop. Not everybody pays attention to body languages. Interestingly, there could be instances 
when it's obviously a deliberate act to hurt me. I need to avoid offense and employ Philippians 4, 4-7. Learning to exist with people on earth is a lifetime school. I am sure there are many ways to deal, but this is just something I learned. Thanks for your time, Nicole. Right, so um, thank you, Nicole, so much for sharing this story. Um, for me, as an individual, it resonates big time. It resonates big time. Uh, growing up, I had this certain frailty to me, never been physical um, to a large extent, right? So I'm not the sportive type. Um, I got bullied a lot, right? So when people did things that hurt me, I, I generally... Um, created you know that mechanism of mechanism rather of just you know bottling up my emotions and not you know airing out my views and I realized that over time those things persisted I remember the first day that I stood up for myself there was this guy in my class I won't mention his name but um, because I used to be picked on by my classmates and um, you know, he used to make jokes about me in class. He would just shout, Bingad, something, 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 from so, so, so part of the class. And then people would laugh and I'd not say anything. Um, so, one of these days, I'll call him Bright. Let me just call him Bright. So, if your name is Bright, please don't be offended. So, this day I was in class and Bright was like, Binga. I was like, what is it? He said, give me the definition of monkey. And you know, the whole class was just quiet. And then I just turned and I looked at him. Anything that resembles bright. First of all, you know, there was this pin drop silence because... Um, Binga spoke. Like, are you for real, Binga spoke? Then people started laughing in the class. And then Bright came over to me. He looked at me, he smiled. He said, nice one. And I was like, in my mind, that was all I had to do. I just had to talk. And, you know, um, just like Nicole said, there are times where, because of assumptions, I really thought he was out to hurt me. But my making that statement actually just made me realize that he was just out for fun. It was just for fun. Um, that may not be like Nicole's case, right? But I love the fact that Nicole spoke about the whole concept of assumptions. Um, people are not mind readers. People are not mind readers. If you don't let people know how you feel, they will never really know how you feel. If you don't let people know how things influence you, how things affect you, people would also be left to their own assumptions. I remember while I was serving, um, I had this core member friend, a very lovely lady, but she has this lisp, right? And um, so, um, is it lisp? No, but she she has this one, I think the best thing I could do is call it the R factor. So she can't pronounce R. 
right? And so all her R's are were, 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 were. And for me, I find it very cute, to be honest. I find it very cute. Um, so we were having CDS then. And while we're just, you know, seated, we're preparing for rural rugged. And so she was like, ah, are people going for rural rugged? Are people going for rural rugged? Are people going for rural rugged? And so I was like, oh. So she's saying, rural rugged, rural rugged. We're going for rural rugged. So I said it, I said it. And then I think people heard. And um, um, I just went out. I was like, oh, this lady has the R factor. She's like, I go for rural rugged. Later on, somebody reached out to me and was like, man, Pinga, this lady's crying. I was like, really? Like, yes. So I went to the office. I saw she was crying. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I even knelt down. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't know that it hurt you like that. And I promise I won't do it again. And I didn't do it. And then one guy just came in. I was like, ah, this girl said, whoa, whoa, good. I told the guy, I better keep quiet. You know, I stood up in her defense, but it was because I became aware that that affected her. Naturally, it's not even the right thing to do. Right? But then sometimes, you know, out of ignorance or negligence, we could do some certain things. Right. And so um, it's important that um, you air out your views. Right. So just like I made an honest mistake. Right. People can also make honest mistakes. People can make honest mistakes. People can really make honest mistakes. So, what do you do? Because the more you keep silent about it, the more they're going to keep doing it. So, how do you actually let them know, right, that what they did hurt you? Now, there was something that she uh, mentioned in one of the books that I really love. Arguing creates a problem in difficult conversations, right? It inhibits change. Telling someone to change makes it less rather than likely that they will. So I have a problem with someone. And the first thing that I do is that you better change your ways. The first thing that the person feels is the person builds a wall because they feel you are attacking them. They feel that you are literally attacking them. Right? So this is because people almost never change without first feeling understood. So it's important that in my communications with people, that I try to understand from their own viewpoint. Okay, why are you doing this? They're like, ah, it was a joke. So now I understand it was a joke. And I'm like, okay, wow. Um, Okay, I really didn't know. I don't really like those kind of jokes because they affect me this way but the person will be like okay ah, i'm so sorry the person now knows that you were trying to first understand why they were doing it so you were first trying to um understand them before you being understood but you were bold enough to be able to find out from them and it's important that you do that Nicole mentioned something really paramount. There will be toxic people in your life and non-toxic people. And these people both have the ability to offend you. So what do you do? Now, are you going to fight or you're going to use the concept of flight? Are you going to confront them, you know, make an issue? Or are you going to run away from them? I remember when I was driving, um, when I learned how to drive, my mom gave me her car 
and I remember the first day I climbed like the main road I even like hit one of these tricycles keke and so I felt really really bad the next thing my mom told me like okay we're driving your your aunts to see one of our uncles like that ah and it was night I had never driven in the night never driven in the night but then you know I just started driving and I could have avoided it and been like ah no um I don't know how to drive at night or you know just do some funny things but I just you know drove at night that time my aunties in the car they were making noise in my mind I was like lord please I cannot be responsible for the death of a whole generation and while we were in my uncle's house because it was evening when I drove them to my uncle's house in my mind I was like please and please please and please can we leave early they were just talking this thing until it became pitch black and so I took you know I just drove quietly and you know as I got home as I just dropped them in the house I was like thank you Jesus now I drive now. Um, I attend, you know, rehearsals. I do quite a lot of things that make me drive. Koinonia is usually on Sundays, right? Sunday, and we always come back late. If I had not confronted the issue of driving at night, no matter how much I would have absconded, I would have still had to meet it along the line in life. And that's how it is with life. The things you avoid, right? You still end up meeting them and the sad thing is that the issues that you avoid right um, as you bottle them up it's another person that would feel the heat of it so maybe somebody did something to me 10 years ago and I bottled it up I bottled it up I've been bottling things up for 10 years and then somebody innocently comes and makes a mistake the same mistake that I've been encountering right for the past 10 years and that's the day I now decide to release it. I released 10 years of hurt into one person's, um, you know, just honest mistake. And it makes, it gives me, it sends out the wrong impression about me. And so we really, really need to be able to be bold enough, right, to um, have those conversations. Um, she also mentioned something, said, unfortunately a lack okay no it doesn't always make sense to discuss feelings right as the saying goes sometimes you should let sleeping dogs lie unfortunately a lack of skill in discussing your feelings may cause you to avoid not only sleeping dogs but all dogs including those that won't let you sleep there are people that are definitely out to hurt you they are out to hurt you now what you need to do is to really let them know that you are not uh, you don't condone that kind of attitude okay so your attempt is to hurt me I don't like it and I don't appreciate it after you have made that conversation clear and the person has made it clear that they are out to hurt you right? all you do is that you just avoid them from them from from that point right but then you've clearly stated that this is something that you don't like 
Do you understand? You've clearly stated this is something that you don't like. It may not be the best of methods, right? But that consistent confrontation um, will not help. But usually people that are, you know, very hurtful, usually, usually back down after confrontations. Like me and Bright. He never really gave me an insult again throughout the time in school. Never. My first response, because I know this is not the kind of person that I would respond to, do you understand? Then he looks for his next target or something like that, do you understand? So these are very, very um, important points, very, very important points that we need to, you know, take into consideration. We need to put it, um, take it to heart, take it to heart that we need to learn to be able to have these difficult conversations with your peers, with your siblings, with your spouse, with your partner, with family members, with friends, whoever it is. Sometimes you even need to have these conversations with yourself. You need to have the conversations with yourself where um, you talk to yourself and be like, oh no, okay, Binga, what you're doing is not helpful. What you're doing is not helpful. Um, we're going to read the scripture that Nicole um, gave. You get um, the way out. You know, when people are out to deliberately haunt you. Right? So the way out and she gave us was in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7, right? So I would read it. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. So just let people know exactly how you feel. Let them know their boundaries. Let them know your limits. Do you understand? Then be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Right? Then the last verse. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. Now, um, usually, most of the times we use that scripture for you know needs, physical needs, material needs, right? But then the goal at the end of the day is peace of mind, right? The peace of Christ that would envelop us. So, if I have an issue with an individual, what I need to do is, you know lay my petitions before the lord right and thank him because i'll be able to come um, overcome them and in my reaching out to god for that need right reaching out to god for that need i am gifted with his peace i'm gifted with his peace right i'm gifted with his peace so um this is nicole's story thank you so much nicole for sharing it means a lot and i'm sure we've really 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 learned Right, so I'll just, you know, share the book titles again. If you could get them, I think it would really help. Um, whether you're facing the challenge or not. Number one, difficult conversations, right? How to discuss what matters most by Douglas Stone, Bruce Payton, and Sheila Heen. And then number two, daring greatly, how the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, love, parent, and lead by Breen Brown, by Breen Brown, right? So um, Breen Brown is B-R-E-N-E, then Brown, 
right so um yeah so this is the special episode for dear tyler today um i really hope it blessed you right and so you could always share your stories you know you could always share your stories um whether if it's from an episode that blessed you or a personal story that you feel could be um of benefit to other people or even if it's a question you understand you're going through something and you want you know to just air it out and then hopefully be able to find solutions you know we could you could always you know share um with us right so just send an email um at dear tyler right so the email is dear tyler at gmail.com sorry dear tyler at gmail.com um, and like I said, your personal information is kept safe. We give you an, ilia- an alias name, right? So um, nothing about you would ha- have to be known. Nothing about you would have to be known, right? So, but um, anyway, so I would love to hear from you. Right? Love to hear from you. Your stories will really, really bless lives too, Tyler. So thank you for your time today. We're getting into February tomorrow. Tomorrow is February, and you know, definitely February, the whole Valentine thing. So most of the topics we'll be discussing would be things about love. Trust me, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I hope I'll be as hilarious as possible to make it as engaging um, and mind-blowing, right? So uh, please, you know, tell other people about this podcast, you know, share it with your friends, join us you know follow us on social media um at dear underscore tyler that's on instagram and then dear tyler on facebook right we're there um so yeah thank you so much tyler remember i love you i believe in you and i am always always rooting for you